<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Just, you know, something happened, a tragedy happened in my family. And, you know, we told, I said to myself, I said, you know, this can't be, I just can't keep seeing people at funerals. Yeah, yeah. You know, I need yeah. to, I need to make sure that I'm proactive and talk to my family, text messages them. So, you know, we started a group chat. And that's been so good because people send folks in the morning time. People just say, I love you, you know, just so we can we can know that, you know, we not we might not be there day to day and people are living their lives, you know, dealing with their families. But they can come to that little group chat and see that there's love there with our family and that everybody, you know, um, everybody loves one another and there's they can go there if they need they need help or support for something. So that's big. And then community, um, I think it's important to be involved in the community to to understand the issues that are going on around you, um, and see where you can help people. Because that's really where that's really where you know your um, where your purpose in life. At least for me, you know, that's where I think my my purpose is, is, is in helping people. The joy of children laughing around you. These are the makings of you. It is true, the making. What's up, good people? How y'all doing? It's your host, Mr. D713 with Everything Culture. And we're here tonight, you know, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, but something new. We haven't done this in some time. Um, we're here with my guy, Donnie Asbell, um, great friend, compadre. Um, I mean, been knowing this guy for quite a bit of my life. Like, go, go, we go back, man. And it's like, high school, middle school, university. And, you know, the friendship that we've had has grown and built and it continued to be established. So, man, I want to shout out to Dunny. Uh, we're here tonight for his makings of you. How you doing? Let me, you know, give Dunny a round of applause, y'all. <laughs> How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm glad to be here in the studio to see the inner workings, to see all the hard work you're putting into this. It makes me proud, you know. Hey, <laughs> I, I, all the way from Tyler, Texas, man, our hometown, man, for real, for real. Um, this is the first like 
face-to-face interview we had in some time. So um, I'm excited for it. This is something that, you know, we'll continue to grow. This is going to hopefully be more to come. But, yeah, let's get into the makings of Donnie. All right. Okay. So, Donnie, how would you describe yourself? Man, how would I describe myself? I'll describe myself probably a, a, an introvert. You know, I'm quiet, uh, but I think I'm very thoughtful. You know, I'm a, I'm definitely a thinker. You know, I try to be a deep thinker. You know, um, I'm fun, even though it takes me a, a little while to loosen up around Brandon. You know, it's, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we try to make it easy. Try to make it easy. Okay. What do you identify as? Oh man. I identify as a as a being that is human for one. Uh I identify as a of course a male. Um I identify as being black. Um I identify, you know. I think that's about it. So those are, those are the three <laughs> things I identify as. All right. Thank you for sharing with us. Once again, this is the makers of you. So it's no wrong answer. Uh-huh. You feel me? Whatever you say is the right answer because this is your story. This is right. your piece. This is your episode. So, man, this is all about you, baby. So express how you want to express yourself. So going to our third question, how would you describe your culture? Mm. But growing up, I would describe the culture as, you know, I come from a Tyler, Texas, of course, that's in East Texas. So I would say Southern. I would say a little mix of like country and hood. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a small town, but you know, so you're in the hood, but you're in the country. So it's not like the like if you were in Oak Cliff or something like that, you know. Um I would describe the culture as like, you know, my grandma always taught me to, you know, you take people in, you know, if they, if they come around, doesn't matter what, you know, who they are, you know, you take care of people. If somebody need to be fed. They come to your house, you're going to feed them. Um, so you just, you take care of people and you definitely take care of your family um, in whatever way they need is for being there, you know, might not always be food, but food for thought, you know, uh, spending time with them. So that's probably, I mean, also, what else about my culture? Culture. I think that's probably it about my culture. You know, coming back to that a little bit later. Yeah, let's go back to it. Thank you for sharing with Mm -hmm. me. Okay. What what is your sign? What is your zodiac sign? I think it's a Leo. Yeah, oh. I'm not really in the Zodiac, but I know, I think mine's a Leo. You, you rocked that with no. you know, birthday before mine. So you, <laughs> we, we, rocked, we rocking together. How would you define your childhood? Mm, okay. Childhood, you know, I grew up in a home. I was a, I grew up in a home. I was the only one only child there, you know, my, my dad, I have a brother, but he didn't grow up in the household. Um, so I think when I was in it, I felt that it was normal. But then when I look back at it, when I was an adult, 
you know, I, I saw a lot of the uh, the hardship as far as, you know, I was always provided what I needed as far as my, uh, you know, my physical needs. But mm-hmm. I think mentally some things were sometimes lacking mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't intentional. But I think that, you know, people were given what they could give. You can't give anything that you don't have. Absolutely. I understand. So. um so, but my childhood, I mean, overall, I think it was good. There was some, there was some things with my mom, my dad, as far as their relationship and them splitting up, you know, that was a major thing in my life. My mom and dad splitting up, um, that really affected me and how I go about my relationship with my wife. Um, so that was a big thing. Uh, but overall, man, it was just a long childhood. I should I had fun with my neighbors. I grew up in Butler College, you know, so we, yeah, so we, we had fun. My grandma lived right up the street, so that was cool. Uh, my cousins, uh, my grandma, she, she raised my cousins, so I had about four or five cousins up the street that we would go play, go play basketball, um, football, whatever. It didn't matter if it was 100 degrees outside, it don't matter. You just... We walking side by side down the street, drinking some orange soda, going to <laughs> going to uh, going to the park, you know. So that's we love doing that. Um, I was a little bit probably of a nerd, it still is, you know. My mom, she was she was big on she was big on books, you know. She uh, that's one thing my mom still is that she didn't get anything right. She got as far she instilled in me that you need to work hard, especially when it comes to your education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was always studying, always had a book in my face, even though I wasn't, I mean, honestly, I wasn't the best of students, probably because it, uh, how well I did on the subject probably was uh, in correlation of how interested I was in it. So if I wasn't interested in something, I probably wasn't doing that well. <laughs> you know, she wasn't taking no, she wasn't taking no C's, but I might've, you know, brought her home a B or something. And that was still that was still not uh, acceptable. You know what I'm saying? She had she had high expectations for your education. Right. Yeah, definitely did. Um, you know, I went to and Brian was talking about this. I went to I went to Birdwell, and I went to Hubbard. Uh, then I went to to John Tyler. Cujo. No, yeah, Cujo. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was big into. I love sports. I was a I was a trainer, so I wasn't too – I'm not athletically gifted or anything like that. So, you know, I wanted to still be a part of the football team. So I was like, let me let me be a trainer. I played basketball uh, – what was it? For about two practices. <laughs> <laughs> and then coach – boy, the coaches said, man, you slow. You can't even – I think I was playing point guard. I couldn't even get it up the floor. So that was about the end of that. Uh, but uh, well, yeah, training that was my thing, man. I love to be around football. I love just uh, the practices and the grind. So it was nice being a part of John Tyler football. I really oh, appreciated that. I love right there, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you touched on it a bit a moment ago, but can you describe to us or share with us the roles of your parents in your household? Uh huh. Yeah, you know my my dad was he. He worked at Tyler Pipe, and y'all know if somebody's from Tyler Pipe, y'all, or from Tyler, you'll know the places that people work, and one mm-hmm. of them is Tyler Pipe. 
so you know he worked at Tyler Pipe, and then also he had his side hustle of uh, painting. Uh, so he, my dad was at work the majority of the time, you know, and um, so my mom, she really took on the role of making sure that, you know, I was provided for. I wouldn't say she took the place of my dad, you know, anything like that, but she did, she did fill in for him. Um, she provided most of the love and support. And my dad, I really saw him as like a example of like how you should work hard how you should provide for your family, how you should be there. And uh, I think that was probably like their, their two roles. It was mostly on my mom, you know, to raise me. Shout out to the parents, man. Papa, mama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you went into detail. Hey, I went to Birdwell for a bit. We both went to Hubbard. We mm -hmm. both went to JT. Mm -hmm. And we both went to actually U of H as well. Yep. But how would you, how did you feel about your education coming up in life? Man, you know, I um, I thought I was providing like a, a a a pretty good education. You know, I think that my mom being on my butt, you know, that really helped me mm -hmm. because she always took the approach that you know you you got a book, you know, you got the you might not have the best teachers or whatnot, but you can go in that book and you can read it and you can get out of that book what you want. So she. Um, she was just on me. She was just on me hard about my about my books because she herself wasn't. My mom wasn't a good student, you know. She she admitted that she had a twin brother, and her twin brother helped her out a lot through school. And so, um, and my mom, you know, her name is Donna. My name is Donnie. So her twin brother died when she was like twenty four, twenty five, a little a couple of years before I was born. So she named me after after him, and he was super smart. Uh, he was like a he was a businessman. I think he had like a gas station or something in Tyler. In Tyler, yeah, yeah he had like a yeah. gas station. That don't sound big, like y'all. That's a big deal. We have a gas station in Tyler, Texas, yeah. and being black. Um, black, a black man. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was a so he had a he was a business owner, and uh, what I heard, from what I heard, he was just a hustler. He was really smart, so. My mom named me after him, maybe because of my namesake. She just suspected a lot of a lot of me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, love it, love it. Um, where do you consider home? Oh, Tyler, Texas. Yeah, Tyler, Texas. I consider home. That's like uh, I was telling Brandon. I get up and run, and I just you know, I live in I live in North Tyler, which is considered like the the hood. You know, that's the that's the neighborhood. <laughs> and so I love I love running through I love running through the neighborhood like that's my spot like you know I, I love going down Broadway passing Birdfield Park I love uh, I love the local football games you know turn on uh, KLTV and seeing what the local news is so Tyler you know that's where I call home yeah man I, I love hearing that especially Someone that I know and I've seen leave Tyler and come back to Tyler mm -hmm. and have such a positive um, spin on it. So yeah. I appreciate that, man. You know, um, I know you're making a lot of great changes, bring your family back to it. But once again, here, y'all, we're here for the makings of Dunny. <laughs> so, Dunny, mm -hmm. coming up, did you have any chores in the household? Uh, you know what? I really, I really didn't have any chores that were forced upon me, mm -hmm. but 
I kind of volunteered and helped out, you know. So I didn't have, like, my parents didn't say, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. But I just saw, like, my dad working all day, and he got to come on and cut the yard. So when I was a certain age, like 12 or 13, I would just go out and start helping them out cutting the yard. And then, you know, things need to be cleaned up in the house. You know, dishes need to be washed. My parents both working. I would just go in and I would just kind of do it. So nothing was like forced upon me, mm -hmm. but I kind of took it upon myself to go and just kind of help out because my parents were working so much. Wow. Self-sufficient with chores. Love it. So also coming up, you didn't, what would happen if you did something out of your character? Okay. You went oh, against man. your parents' wishes, basically. How are you disciplined growing up? Man, my mom with my butt. You know, she would... <laughs> She would, uh, and more, and, you know, my mom, more than that, she would just, I don't know, I just feel so much, she, my parents would be so disappointed in me, you know what mm. I'm saying? I would see the disappointment in their faces, you know, I would, I would get, um, I would get grounded, of course, you know, mm. I would get my, I think until I was like 12 or 13, I was getting butt with, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so that was really my, my discipline, but for me, just internally, the the worst thing to me was like disappointing my mom and even more mm -hmm. so disappointing my dad because I didn't I didn't see him a lot. So when I saw him, it really hurt that, you know, my mom would tell him that I had did something bad and I would disappoint him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely understand. Once again, thank you for sharing with us. Mm -hmm. Um so what were and what are your beliefs? As far as as far as what? Bill, where you wanna go with that question, baby? My beliefs. Uh, you know, spiritually, you know, I I try to be a spiritually centered person, you know what I'm saying? Um I go to I go to a Christian church and I would say that my beliefs are, you know, I believe in God. Um, I think my my belief structure is not all the way aligned with the Christian church. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't call myself Christian, but I'm someone that I mean, I have a deep belief in in God and faith, and that's kind of where I lie my my burdens upon and where I I go back to get centered, you know. Um so spiritually that's kind of where where it starts. That's kind of like my center. Um, and then, uh, but my, you know, my wife, my family, you know, they are, uh, I was raised, you know, I went to church. We didn't go to church as consistently when I was like in middle school or high school, mm -hmm. but you know, um, when I was in elementary, we did consistently go to church to be a part of the church. And so that was big. Cause that was, um, you know, you did feel some type of community there mm -hmm. and that was, and that was good, you know? Um, as far as like, I guess, hmm, other beliefs, as far as like, I, you know, I believe you need to, you know, put legs on your prayers. You know, mm -hmm. you need to, if you, if you pray for something, you know, God is not going to just give it to you unless you, um, he feels like you put the work in to deserve it. Right. You know, and sometimes you think you have put in the work, but you really haven't. And and um, 
And I always ask God, you know, thank you for what I have and what I don't have. Because, you know, sometimes those things you think you want and you don't have, those are things that you really, you don't need or you haven't put in enough work to get enough momentum to actually earn those things, to mm. keep them when you actually have them, you know? Um, so I, I, I deeply believe that. That's one of my prayers all the time. Thank you, Lord, for what I have and thank you, Lord, for what I don't have. Um, let's see, what else? Um, so I guess that's hard work. I believe in, I definitely believe in family. Mm-hmm. I believe in community. Um, family and community are big. You know, I want to be more involved in the community, especially in Tyler. Um, and that's something that I need to do. Because uh, family, family is really the center, and that's really where it starts. You know, I believe that I have two kids, so I, I believe that it all starts in that household. You know, as far as the the structure and that work that work ethic, their beliefs, their spirituality, uh, all that stuff starts in the house and the routines that they're given and the habits that they develop and the um, the nurture the you know the love that you give your kids you know that that family is very important and that's your immediate family but also you know your your aunts your uncles your cousins i believe is you know you, you need to have you have you need to have relationships with them you need to come together as a family and you know that's a that's supposed to be uh that's supposed to be a safe space you know where you can come and you can communicate with with people and you can communicate with your family and really feel a connection with them. Because uh, that love for somebody is really, really important. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I recently just, you know, something happened, a tragedy happened in my family. And, you know, we told, I said to myself, I said, you know, this can't be, I just can't keep seeing people at funerals. Yeah, yeah. You know, I need, yeah. To, I need to make sure that I'm proactive and talk to my family, text message them. So, you know, we started a group chat. And that's been so good because people send folks in the morning time. People just say, I love you, you know, just so we can we can know that, you know, we not we might not be there day to day and people are living their lives, you know, dealing with their families, but they can come to that little group chat and see that there's love there with our family and that everybody, you know, um, everybody loves one another and there's they can go there if they need they need help or support or something. So that's big. And then community, um, I think it's important to be involved in the community to to understand the issues that are going on around you um, and see where you can help people. Because that's really where that's really where you know your um, where your purpose in life. At least that for me, you know, that's where I think my my purpose is is, is in helping people. Um, so I think community is big because that's that's the type of those are the type of legacies you know that you want. I always feel I see like people's names on buildings. I'm not talking about like big structures or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like you know a little garden mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'd be like, you know, that person, whoever they were in the community, they left a little legacy there. No, they left a community garden or they left, you know, I see a name on a bench or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you gave a, I walked into one church. It was actually at my cousin's funeral and uh, 
I saw the people there that gave to the church to pay off the mortgage. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it had the, they had their names there at the church. You know, that's the kind of legacy that you want to leave. It's not the, it's not the big legacies like you have a million bucks and all that type of stuff. It's the little things you do throughout the community that probably only a few people know about it, or even just you know about. You might right, be anonymous, right. but that leaves some type of legacy for people. Makes a difference. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. And thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for sharing this with us once oh. again. And it's so unique that you just brought up community. So um, our next question is going to is give me three words that you've how you would describe your community, how you feel about your community. Mm. Man, I think. So I was just say the community in Tyler, <clears throat> and also I have a you know a community of professionals and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would say, take your this time. Is a, this take is a your, hard one, Drake. Take your time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Welcome to everything culture, man. But it's the makers of you, so this is your thing. So if I was just being frank, you know, I would, I would, and one would. One word I would use is, you know, hurting. Mm. You know? Um, also, I would use, for me, I think it inspires me because I do, I do see where people, uh, where people have come from, you know, and the kind of their journey. Let me think about the third one. Okay, okay. Hey, but we, we can put a pin in that one and come back to yeah, it. Yeah, we can come back to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we can go to another one. This is another trifecta. Okay. Um, give us, what would you recommend? Give us a book, a movie, and a television series that you would recommend for us. Okay. Television series might be tough. Uh, man, I, I read the autobiography of Malcolm X, man. That was That was deep. You know, they had... Uh, the Nation of Islam, they had a very, man, the community was really strong there. and They had great discipline, you know. So that was, that's one book. I think I, I read it a year or two ago. But that one, that one made a, a big spark in my life. And, and Malcolm X, you know, he went to, he went to prison for 10 years. And he was like, man, he was like, that gave me, he basically, he said basically he was in school for like, seven or eight years i think it took him some time to clean up or whatever but he was like that being in prison that gave him the time to fully focus on this transformation yeah and he and you know that's that's rare like people think about prisons or whatever but you know prison is all in your mind but he uh him going to prison and just changing his life around where he was basically he was on dope you know, he was robbing people. He got caught robbing people with, uh, um, you know, he his friend. It was this. Um, it was he had a white girlfriend, and she was, I think, she might have been married, right? And another white lady that his friend was dating, and they got caught. You know, they would run a scheme to uh, basically rob people's houses, and then Malcolm X got caught in the prison. And him just transforming his life. Was his name was Red back in the day. Yeah, right? Red. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was just that book 
left a heavy impression on me. Uh, also, Man Child in the Promised Land by Clyde Brown. You know, it was kind of a similar story, like growing of age uh, story. And I can't remember all the details of that one, uh, but I read that one a while back. So those those are probably two two of the big ones for me that really made a, a big difference as far as uh, it's kind of changed my way of thinking. Let's see, what else you say? Um, you mean a movie or a television series? A movie. Oh yeah. We do documentary. Absolutely. Okay. Um once again, this is your this is your show. Um, Tell us what you want, man. Okay. So I think it was a documentary on YouTube. I can't even remember the full name of it, but it was like the Freedom Riders. Mm-hmm. Um man, that the danger that they put themselves in and also you know them being so young. You know these are kids at the at universities. Mm. You know white and black kids. You know um, that were just really trying to make a difference, and they put themselves in harm's way. And just knowing, like knowing that your life might not exist anymore. You know, going on a mission, knowing your life might not exist anymore, and just having that type of courage, I was like, that That was, uh, when I learned more about the Freedom Riders, that was that was really inspiring to me. It's that they could, they could put their life on the line and know that, okay, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really see this through. I think we were, we were talking to a lady uh, in the art gallery, right? And she was like, any great vision, you probably not gonna see it through, right? You just gonna plant the seeds. And, but to really act on that, right, and and know that you might not see it and put your life on the line, like that, that's just really inspiring to me. And I think, in, you know, also Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, they all, they knew that they were going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, they had visions of it way beforehand. Uh, uh, you talk about, like, Fred Hampton, you know, you know, most of the most of the great leaders, even Gandhi, right? Gandhi got assassinated, but he kind of saw his through more than more than the others. Yeah. Um, hmm. Those people, man, just to know that you putting you're putting yourself out there fully, and um, I mean that probably that probably makes you when you get up each day and you know you on in that type of spotlight, you yeah. know you don't have any time to waste. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. And, and shout out to Mama Gwen um, mm-hmm. at the Wild Gallery, Pacific Place, Seattle, Washington. Y'all check them out. Yeah, great place. Oh, yeah. Oh, much love. Um, can you think of that television series? I'm going to come back to that. Uh, television series, you know, this one's probably a little ratchet. Uh, <laughs> House of Cars, that's my favorite television series of all time Boy. on Netflix. That's probably where they first series, I think, House of Cards. But House of Cards, that just like, man, it shows how grimy and gritty politics is. Mm-hmm. And it just cutthroat. And like, you know, for the villain to be the main character, like that's just that you know, you see that, but that's not the norm. The pro antagonist. Yeah. I mean, he was just the villain, and you just 
you came, you came to love, like you loved and you hate them. Like, man, these people cutthroat, you know? I had to stop watching House of Cards because (laughs) me working in some of these courthouses, Uh um, some folks, Mm. it's scary how realistic how politics, man, I was like, yeah, this getting, it felt like it was getting too close to home. So I like, I can't do too much of this. It's getting a little too stressful, Mm. you know? Ugh. But yeah, House of Cards is a lick. Oh man. oh man, we had to shut it down because people don't know how to act <laughs> right, though. You know, okay, okay. Um, going to our next question if you can call three people, any three people we can think of that uh-huh. your imagination, you know, it'd be, um, and have a conversation with them, who would those three people be? Mm. Yeah, it would be my dad. My dad passed away like three years ago. September the third, like if you know what song, you know that song. September third, mm-hmm. I, I that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, man, I was, li- and I was listening to uh, that Temptation song, you mm-hmm. know, Popper was Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. and that was kind of you know that was a little true about my dad too, right? He worked hard, but he was a little bit of Rolling Stone. So uh, September third, but I would I would just you know I would I would definitely talk to my dad and. Uh, my dad, I have his ashes in my office. So mm-hmm. I talk to him. I, I actually, I mean, I talk to him a lot, but now I hear him talking to me. But you know, I would just, I would just talk to him about his mistakes and and how can I kind of avoid those and and cut those generational curses. Um, I would talk to him about that. So definitely, my dad, because um, he was a big influence on me. He was. Um, you know, he definitely had his kryptonite. And, you know, some of his, some of that has rubbed off on me too. Uh, but I think that I've gotten really centered and understand like how do I prevent from going from that path. Yeah. So definitely my dad. Um who else would I talk to? Who else would I talk to? Man, there's so many people. Oh, uh, I would definitely, I probably mentioned, I would talk, I would definitely talk to uh, Malcolm X. Like mm-hmm. I would, man, I would talk to, you know, I would talk to him just because I think I've studied him a, a, a little bit more than other people. So I would, I definitely talk to him, ask him some questions, um, you know, ask him who you think did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think he knew it once. You know, uh, uh, the nation and all that type of stuff. You yeah, know, you kind of know yeah. who it was. Uh, see who else will I talk to? Uh, and so many people I would talk to. I would definitely do a president. You know, a president. You know, um, I would kind of. I would like to. I probably talk to Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Yeah, I'll kind of see what his mindset was around that time and how he dealt with that dealt with that pressure and all those situations um i would like to talk to him and i'm just naming people it's probably some more people it's probably a lot lot more people uh but yeah definitely definitely a president yeah those are probably three out of the top of my head i was like you gotta be careful with some of them presidents you know they may say some things so you may not expect like Grow. Like, <laughs> further you go back, you, you know, unfortunately you don't have to go back that far with some of them. But mm-hmm. okay, okay, we got you know your father, 
um, Malcolm X mm -hmm. and Abraham Lincoln mm -hmm. or a president within our the United States of America. Okay, mm -hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. And just to throw, I'll probably talk to Nelson Mandela. Too. And Nelson Mandela. Yeah, All right, I'll talk to that would be a beautiful, all of the beautiful conversations, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, what has been an impactful moment in your life? Mm. Uh, impactful, one impactful moment. Mm -hmm. It's been several. I think the, you know, my mom and dad splitting, I think that was an impactful moment in my life. Mm. Uh, definitely. Splitting up a family, I don't care what you say, like that's that's hard. And to think that 50% of the people in the United States, or you know, I don't know what it is worldwide, but 50% of the people split up their family, you know, once, you know, and, and a man and a woman, that's that's even if you don't have any kids, that's a big deal. You know, yeah. splitting up that because emotionally, financially, whatever it is, that's a big deal because you invested your time in that person. Mm -hmm. right and invested yourself so um that was that was a big impactful thing in my life um i would say you know going to going to college man i i didn't even i didn't even really think shoot i first got there and this is the only and it's kind of sad but this is what i said to myself so i'm just not gonna leave until i get some type of degree mm. even if it's an art hey. <laughs> i said i'm just gonna get some type of degree and i and you know i think i've i've probably matured i probably matured a lot on what i think is education because mm. you know education is not just at a university education you know the best education is not formal education the best mm -hmm. education is you know you reading books you looking at youtube you googling stuff you you consistently trying to make progress in your knowledge improve your life your spirituality your whatever you whatever you in love with right your marriage who who you know that's 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 the real education the real education comes you know at 10 o'clock at night to two o'clock in the morning or you know after you don't left after you don't left work after you know after everything is done that's when real education brandon you know doing interviews on people that he knows that's an education for, for him because he is practicing his interviewing skills doing his business so that's that is um he talking about me y'all yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that education especially going to u of h and not really even knowing what i was getting into but going to that university and seeing so many different people man it was it was beautiful just to see the diversity yeah, love that man. It was great seeing all those type of different people and just a look, you know, uh, a boy coming from, you know, definitely was not a man at that point. A mm -hmm. boy coming from a little country hood, going to a university where you can see so many different types of, of people that have so many different types of beliefs, and a university that that supports, you know, different. I mean, I think they had like. It was like three or four hundred clubs. You can get in the socialism club. You can get in the Republican club. Yep. You can get in. They probably had a Marxist club. They probably had a any a bakery a baking club. Man. Whatever you wanted, you could get into that club and you could learn more about it. So that was that was pretty cool. 
you know, you know, we take a little shout out to U of H, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, go yeah, yeah, go Cougs, baby. You know, we we, <laughs> we talking about a little noise in there. You know, you know, I'm just finished paying y'all back. Um, but <laughs> like that experience is not only the education we got in the class, mm-hmm. but the the once again the experience mm-hmm. of just being around people. And like you said, we come from the same home t- hometown. I think I said it on my makings of you. Mm. Um, you know, our hometown, you either black, white, or Mexican. That's about it. And everybody Christian. Or mixed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you can have a different type of Christian, but everybody would consider Christian. You really didn't people isn't allowed to really celebrate who they were. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. when, I, when we came to U of H, I know I did, I was like, it was a culture shock. Mm-hmm. It was a legit culture shock. And I like this is beautiful, you know, and sitting down and hearing even people that came from Tyler that may consider themselves African or Nigerian had different mm-hmm. tribes. Yeah. They would start going by their origin name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I never knew that was your real name. Why do you know we, <laughs> you know, I, I, no, you know, and they had to find ways to code switch, I guess, to assimilate to even American culture to become more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But when they were able to go to the University of Houston. They were able to be themselves, right, so I yeah. found that to be so beautiful. It was, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that, and the conversations that you have in the, in you know, in the lounge, the booty towers, you know, <laughs> out, out by the out by the UC with people out in the grass, you know, that was that was uh, those were just the best the best moments, you know. Have you been to U of H recently? I I haven't. No, it's been a couple of years. Man, they done completely changed that campus. When you say oh, the yeah. UC, the UC is. I was not. Oh, yeah, it's man, bigger, it's right? like covered mm-hmm. the whole nine. It's like, it's huge. I got, like all these different little fast food spots. Let me, let me, let me get off of U of H, man. Uh-huh. We stocked enough about y'all. But shout out to y'all, <laughs> man. Great university to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh. But like, we, we, we good. We good. We come back to that later, y'all. <laughs> okay. Done Um, What's your theme song? When you step out on your day, man, when you going out, mm. you know, you wake up, you lacing up your boots, man, you uh-huh. you fixing your shirt, you know, your, yeah. your sitcom is going on. It's the Donny show. Mm. Okay. It's the ass bells. What song pop in? Man, uh, it's probably, uh, you know, I'm Neo Soul, so it's like. Jill, Jill Scott, uh, uh, he loves me. E flat, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. That's that's my song. Just you know, it's kind of my me and my wife. That's that's my theme song, but it's kind of our song too. So that okay. that one, uh, you know, probably probably so would with Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Probably you know, I love that one. That's probably my theme songs. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And quick, another disclaimer. Hey, shout out to you, Jill. We love you. Everything culture <laughs> loves you, Jill Scott. We appreciate what you're doing in this world. We are your biggest fans. Um, so just want to say thank you. Shout out to Jill. Okay, next question. Um, how do you define joy? Oh, peace, man. Peace. That's how I would define joy. Whatever, you know, you nothing can replace peace. You know what I'm saying? And and peace is not, as I found out, is not having uh success at work, it's not having a big house, it's not having a nice car, it's just being completely you can never be completely, but really satisfied with yourself, you know, accepting where you at, accepting that you 
you know, I'm not perfect, but I need to, you know, I'm still growing. Uh-huh. I'm making progress, you know. So I think that that peace and know that you are wherever you're at, you know, you trying to make sure you get to that center and, you know, get somewhere close to it and stay, stay there. Or was it what they used to call it? Staying square or something like that. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. So I think, I think peace, man, is the, that's really defines joy for me. Uh, Cause I'm, you know, my needs, my needs are, my needs are my beautiful wife, my family, God, you know, those are my, that, that is what I need. And that is like my peace. Okay. Love it. Thank you. What privileges do you benefit from? Mm. Black privilege, you know what I'm saying? I'm black. It gives me a lot. You know, people don't, uh, I think that's the main one. And, and just, and it's not even, not even black, you know, that you, you were created by an incredible guy. You know what I'm saying? And that you were part of this, of this universe, you're part, you right here, you present. I mean, that is a privilege because there's so many people who have sacrificed and they are not here. And uh, I think another privilege is just, you know, however I got here, I don't know the origins or whatever, as far as my family, I can only track it back maybe to like the, the late 1800s, but just somehow landing in the United States. So, you know, the United States, I think it's a privilege because I'm not gonna say it's not fair, it's not equal. The only thing that I think you get here is a chance. It ain't fair, it ain't equal, it ain't nicely put or anything like that. Yeah. But you know, I think I think we have a lot of good things like in this in this country. So just being here in this place in the United States, I think that's good. I haven't lived abroad, so I'm pretty sure that you know the same thing goes for a lot of places. But for me, you know, maybe this is me being brainwashed a little bit. But but I think you know being here is a privilege too. Yeah. Mm. Man, this is the making of Donnie. What yeah. you say is what go right here. But once again, thank you for sharing, brother. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing. Okay. When did you realize you were different? Uh, probably, probably somewhere around, probably middle school. You know, I just figured for one because you know I went to Hubbard and beforehand I went to a, uh, you know, kind of Birdwell, which is a, is a very it's kind of in between Butler College and. I don't know that neighborhood about Birdfield Park or whatever. So it's kind of like a mix of kids that go that uh, they go there. So mm-hmm. so I think so I think race the first time I really realized that I was different far is racially mm-hmm. color wise was probably when I went to uh, I wouldn't say Hubbard I would say probably in the fourth grade because this boy equated I did something wrong and he said something about my skin color mm. and so I think that's the first time racially that I realized like oh, okay I am I am I am black and people equate that with something that's not good mm. so racially is probably bad um 
as far as like probably just an individual that I'm different from other people. Uh, I mean, it's probably early on. I kind of like knew that I was different, that I thought differently than other people. Uh, and I can't remember the exact moment, but yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it was pretty, pretty early. I can't put a, a time stamp on it. No, no, this is perfect. Man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Question 21. Who do you respect? Mm. Now, this was not true. I would say a couple years ago, I respect myself. One thing. I got to start with me because if I don't respect me, I'm not going to respect nobody else. Mm. So, um, the first thing I respect myself, you know, I do, I'm still working on it, you know, <laughs> still working on I love it. it. But, uh, you know, I, I respect the boundaries, you know, that I have, uh, that I make with other people when it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I respect that. Oh, uh, you know, I respect, you know, I, I respect people in my family, especially people who have really sacrificed for other people. Like, you know, I can name two aunties, man. Hey, and every time somebody's in a bind or they sick, you know, they are caring for them. Yeah, say they know. Uh, my aunt Odessa Timms and uh, my aunt Pauline, Pauline Barnes. You know, those two people right there, they even, man, they took care of my dad. They took care of other people in the family. So, my, my Aunt Odessa, I would tell people that, shoot, I know, uh, I know there is a God. And, you know, I'm a person that's still figuring out things religious wise. I'm not going to say spiritual, but religious wise or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because of her, I do know there is Jesus. I know this one. Uh, whatever, whatever Jesus, I know it worked because you know some people you can you can be around. And it's like when you touch them, like they got like some type of aura about them, mm-hmm. and you know she just like you know when you just get in her presence, you're like man, like this woman, whatever this woman got. I gotta get it. <laughs> you want some of it? I gotta get it. All right. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely respect, I definitely respect them a lot. And it's a, it's a bunch of other people too in my family. You know, I, my grandma, she sacrificed a lot for our family. Um, you know, she died about five. It's probably been about seven years ago. My grandma died. Uh, grandma Margie Grismore. You know, definitely respect her. Uh, I respect my parents. Definitely gave a lot. Um, you know, people that's not like in me around me that I know that I respect. Um, who I respect? I think of some people that I might admire from a from afar. Uh, nowadays, I respect people that really speak their mind, speak their truth. Now, I really respect that. Now, when I see somebody, even if I don't agree with it, you know, even even if I don't agree wholly with it, and even if it's, you know, something is off, but if I see you have passion, you know, if I see that you fully invested, you know, I I really, I wholeheartedly respect that a lot. Anytime I see that in a person, I respect that. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
What are you responsible for? Man, I'm responsible for I'm responsible for me, you know. Um I'm responsible for my family, you know, my my wife, my kids. I'm responsible for spiritually leading them, you know, making sure that I'm just not fi- there financially, which I think in the past, you know, I thought that was a big deal just to be there financially for your kids. Excuse me, but more so, like, you have to leave, uh, you have to make sure that your legacy is not financially, but legacy, like, spiritually, and your love is instilled in them. Mm. And that, I mean, that's the most important. I was telling Brandon about my brother. You know, he is just, man, he he's incredible to me. He got his, uh, you know, I think people in my, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, accountant so you know people are very caught up on their profession and you know how much how many assets you got all that type of stuff all you know your cars your house all that type of stuff and so some might see some with that mind frame uh might see him as not being as successful as them but to me just to be around him and he is uh his kids, his family, he is just man, he uh he is truly just so uh inspirational. He's successful. My 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 niece and my nephews, they have their value system and how they treat other people are just incredible. Wow. I forgot even what the question was. Oh question. man, you said um what are you responsible for? Oh, okay. Well, that okay. was perfect. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, definitely me, my family, you know, I'm responsible for my community, you know. So those are the things I'm responsible. I'm responsible um for just making sure that, you know, my attitude that have a positive outlook on things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right. We're about to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with y'all in a moment with the makings of Dunning. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. How y'all doing? We're back in it, y'all. And we're here with the makings of Dunny Asbell. And we're here for his next question. Okay. This is a new one. This is a new one. So, Dunny, mm-hmm. if you had a biopic, okay. who, would, who would be in it? And who would play you? Who would play anybody? How about that? But who would play you for sure? You know, I do think. I, it sounds so cliche, but I mean, Denzel, of course, you know. I mean, that's so cliche. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely the younger Denzel, you know, uh, not the older one. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the current version. Like, <laughs> he got you. So I definitely, I mean, he an icon. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, so him, uh, it would be my wife. See, I would, I would say maybe like Sanaya Lathan. Mm, okay, so play okay. Play Okay, see that. <laughs> you can see that. Okay. You know, okay, love it, love it. If money wasn't an issue, they say um, you had a a plethora of money, you know, okay. wealthy beyond your wealthy imaginations. Okay. Okay. But you still had to keep a job. You mm. still had to do something. Mm-hmm. What would you do? 
man, probably be, you know what? I'm so locked in on what I'm doing right now. It'll probably be what I'm doing right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so, like, I'm so locked in. I've told myself that, you know, I got something to accomplish. I got a mark to leave in my current uh, position. So, you know, if I still, even if I, honestly, even if I won a lottery, I would still probably just stay at my job and see it through because I just, I'm, I'm so big now on finishing things and finishing them out and making sure that, you know, I want to leave a mark on whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. So, man, I'm so like then on right now about, uh, what we're doing at my current position, it, it would be it. Yeah, that would be it. Okay, okay. Love yeah. it, love it. Mm-hmm. All right. No, this is something, shout out to Baylor the Great. This is a question came from him. Mm-hmm. As a brother, especially as, you know, as a guest here on Everything Culture, we got to ask this, we got to touch in with ourselves. When was the last time you cried? Man, that was probably a week or two ago. Yeah, man. I just get it was probably Monday two weeks ago. So on Mondays and like Tuesdays, I listen to like gospel. Mm. So I get up in the uh so I get up, you know, I get up pretty early. You do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do I do my 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 meditation, my prayers, you know, get some exercise in, drink some water, you know, cleanse my system out. Uh and then you know, get my cup of coffee and then I put on my gospel music and uh, I'll be listening to Kanye's Sunday service on YouTube. And uh, I just, man, I be crying like a baby sometimes. I, don't like, right. oh, I just man. be, I just be so appreciative or just like, you know, everything that I have, what God has given me and my family, just everything. It was probably, yeah. I I be I be crying off and on like I be it's so crazy because I be like typing away on emails listening and I you know I walk around my office a little bit and now I don't have to hide because my my kids going back to school but sometimes you know I like I'll be crying I like the door mm. <laughs> you know I like the door but now I can just kind of like door be open gospel music be blasting I'll be working and crying and just in a priest and just like full like appreciation that, you know, hey, stuff is nowhere close to perfect, but it's perfectly imperfect. Mm. And I'll be like, man, I'm just so I'm just so thankful for everything. Just thankful for life. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Man. Thank you. Donnie. Thank you. man. Um, If you can go back in time and speak to younger Donnie. Mm hmm. What age would you go to, and what would you tell yourself? And I would probably go back to, ooh, probably like 15. And I would just tell myself to, uh, one, just love yourself. You know what I'm saying? God has made you unique, and uh, he put you here for a purpose, and just love yourself. Oh, um, and then also I would just tell him just to be present. You know, sometimes you got so many distractions nowadays with phones and with so so many things. You know that it's just hard to be. Sometimes it's hard just to be present in the moment for anything and to really appreciate it. 
Right. So I would just tell him to, in your daily routine, make it a habit to be present and fully in the moment. Or it might be a minute, it might be two minutes, but just make sure that you have that moment where you are fully, completely present. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Damn, got me thinking about um, 15. Uh, <laughs> what, what 15-year-old Donnie listen to? Donnie now? Uh, I would probably listen, but not do... I would probably hear him. I wouldn't listen to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably hear him. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> that you understand the difference in those two things. Okay. <laughs> All right. How do you relax? Oh, yeah. So I relax. Meditation. Just running, you know, that's kind of running, man. That's that's kind of like my thing to get away uh, and it just releases. Like I can be in a completely bad mood and after I go on a run, like my, just everything is different. Like, you know, I'm just like, I'm ready to go. My mind is like flipped uh, in a positive direction. But sometimes I get up and, you know, I start thinking about, uh my mind is racing about all the stuff that I gotta do personally and professionally. Uh but then I'd be like, you know what, let me let me get on this run. I start that run, I get back and I'm I'm good to go. You know, and my mind is settled and I'm like, you know, let me take I am one person. I can do one thing at a time. Right. And whatever is that's coming my way, you know, I have full capability to do it. And um, so that's how I, that's how I relax. And then with my kids too, you know, I love uh, I love playing games with my kids, doing puzzles. Like you know, it's kind of like our thing, you know, doing puzzles, Legos, uh, just watching them grow up. You know, spending time with my honey. <laughs> you know, taking her out on dates. Sitting at the table Saturday mornings at the coffee table Saturday or the breakfast table Saturday morning, just drinking coffee, talking to her about life and whatnot. Uh, you know, that's something that's something I truly cherish. Like I was, I think I was in Punta Cana one time, and uh, I was sitting there looking at the beach. And I mean, we had a nice view. I had built up a whole bunch of points from traveling at work, so we had mm-hmm. a, we had a nice little suite, and we had a a, a view that was like incredible. And I kind of asked myself, it's like, am I like, you know, would I be? Am I happier here than I would be, like, at my kitchen table or at home or whatever like that? I said. Not really, you know, so and, and I kind of knew then I think I was in a trend more in a transformation phase rapidly, a rapid transformation phase then. But I kind of knew then that the peace was in me, <laughs> not in where I'm at, you know, that I could yeah. be I could be it don't matter if I'm in paradise or I'm in 100 degree heat in Tyler, Texas, sitting outside. Right. I kind of know that wherever I go, that the peace is in me, not not in the place that I'm at or someone else or something or in some task or, you know, something I'm caught into. Really, the peace that, it you know, is in myself. Mm. Yeah. Sound like that man talking about joy right there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you, Donnie. Are we coming to our last few questions right here? Okay. So 
This, you know, people, y'all know this is my favorite question. This is your last meal. Okay. Okay. Mm. You can eat whatever you want to eat. Mm-hmm. Whoever you want to cook it, can cook it for you. Oh, man. What would it be and who would prepare it? So we definitely, no question, be my dad's pork chops. So my dad definitely, you know, I bring him back. He would prepare it. That was the meal. Like my dad showed to say, like he, you know, I love. You. So you know, I come home from, I come home from college or whatnot. My dad, he would, you know, I have he'll fry some pork chops and have like some peas and some mashed potatoes there. So okay, okay. You know, I don't even eat pork that much. I'm about to but, say you want to that swine, but hey, yeah, you yeah, you gonna make room for it this time, baby. But really, it really around September third with my dad around his passing. I usually eat some pork chops mm. just because that reminds me of him, and that's just kind of I knew like, oh, you know, hey, this is because you know my dad didn't talk a lot, but he did. You know, everybody do stuff to say I love you, even though they might not saying I'm I love right, you. Right, right, right. So that was his way of telling me like, hey, son, I'm glad to see you here at home. I love you. Here go a meal. Yeah, so definitely that. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. Uh, I joke around. I was on. I forgot what Apple was on, but it was like you know how black um, parents apologize to you. You know mm. they don't really apologize. <laughs> they just, you're like you hungry. You're like, <laughs> that was like, it. <laughs> but we get it. You know that's part of our culture, right there, man. Yes. Okay. What is a quote that you live by? Oh man, I got one up on my computer. It's saying. I don't know that man. I should get to know him better. Mm. And that's by that's by Abraham Lincoln. It's on my computer. It's like, I don't know that man. I should get to know him better. So mm. when I deal with I like when that. I deal with difficult people, or I deal, or even just man, honestly, even like just with my wife, right? Or just something when she when she's saying something I don't like, or she's Tell me about myself, you know, something I don't want to hear. Somebody else is telling me about myself, I don't want to hear. Like, really, what it's telling that quote is telling me, you know what? I need to dig into that deeper. Mm. I need to explore that, you know, just like that man or whatever. If somebody I'm dealing with a difficult situation at work or a difficult person, and that delivery might be all off or something like that, I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I really don't know what you're going through, and I need to understand. I need to understand you better in order for me to 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 really get in congruence with you. Mm. Yeah. You know, I can't do this all the time. You know, we we here, yeah. we in the studio. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. That goes hand in hand with our mission statement. I'm gonna have to yank that one and put that right <laughs> there on another part of it. But this is what we do to make things yeah. new, right? Like right there, man. Let's get to know one another. But yes, okay. Our next question. What is your favorite holiday? Okay. Uh, it's not really about the holidays. It's just really about the the people and the food. So I would say, uh, I would probably say it's probably a tie between Christmas and Thanksgiving, just because that's when you know that's when everybody's together. Probably more so Christmas because it's the end of the year. Work is kind of like settled down. You know, um, family is all together. That's a big part of me, just the family. 
And, uh, you know, it's a lot of good food around. People mm-hmm. having their holiday parties. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You get to go to people's holiday parties, yeah. check in with people, give you it give you that excuse to check in with somebody, see how they're doing, see how their family doing. So so definitely I'll probably say Christmas. Yeah. Love it. Do you have a a year that you were like, man, this is the best Christmas ever? Mm, it was probably the best Christmas ever. No, I don't. I mean, I, I know probably when I had my kids, you know, those Christmas, you have, when I had both of my kids, those are probably That's the special, yeah. special Christmases because, you know, those, that was uh, just having them both together and my wife, you know, and I think that was actually like, just far as personally, I think that was a tough Christmas for me and my wife because a lot of things that happened with our relationship and then, you know, we had family members that died and were deceased. But, um, but yeah, that, uh, that probably was when I had both of my kids and on Christmas, that was probably a very special Christmas. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two more. We got All two right. more, baby. We got two more. You about to be closing out, man. Hey, you, you hey, know, yeah. I know you a little nervous, man. I told you <laughs> you go back through this thing. Okay. How would you want people to remember you? I just want them to remember me as a person that left like a loving legacy in his kids and his wife. Um, they really, they just really loved everybody. They just shared his love, you know? mm-hmm. all that other stuff that, and and really focused on what mattered, you know. And uh, that was probably that's probably what I want people to remember me most as, especially in my kids. You know, I want them to really, I really want them to reflect love and caring, um, being empathetic to people, and to understanding them, and to also respecting themselves, having boundaries, all that type of stuff. You know, so, um, so yeah, just love, just a person. Um, a being that was a, that was being right that was that loved his family um you know and just just was cool to hang around you know and and really really care for people love this thank you the last question mm-hmm. what changes are you bringing and what changes do you want to see in your culture I think the changes that I'm bringing personally is that I want, uh, I'm definitely going to be involved more like the um, the governance of the city. You know, I want to I want to be on like a committee, like some type of uh, committee council or something like that that involves citizens. So I definitely want to understand more of how the how the city works and. Uh, and to be more get into some type of nonprofit to to understand what the real issues are. You know, I work, I'm I'm really guilty of this. You know, I work from home. I'm I'm right in the in the neighborhood, you know, and and there's a lot of things going around me. But this day and age, from working from home and all that type of stuff, you can just get you can be you know, you can really be into your little world and not notice what's going on. Yeah. Um 
So just just really being more involved in the governance and, and trying to see what issues uh, I can help with. Uh, and what was the second one? Second question. I know the first one was about me. About what you know, what changes you want to see in your culture? Oh, my culture. Uh, <clears throat> I think just I think just more. Um, people just getting to know people. Mm. And that's probably people just trying to understand people. Um, not being so quick to judge people. Mm. You know, we live in a world of uh, and we were talking about this this weekend too, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a world of algorithms. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your insecurities are, whatever you're interested in, whatever, whatever it is, right? Social media, Google, all these algorithms will feed you more of it. And what it does is that it puts you into tunnel vision. Mm. And so, um, and that and that kind of cuts you off from opinions that are not uh, that are different from your from yours. Mm-hmm. And the way to verify anything is to listen to somebody that is against what you think and then go back to the foundation of what you know and check it mm-hmm. to challenge your perspective yeah challenge your perspective now whatever it is it can be about religion it can be about politics it can be about whatever something some project that you're doing and you're doing it a certain way somebody is challenging you on what to do it whatever gets you to go back to that foundation and really understand the building blocks of it, you know, that's that's critical. And that's not, I think today with all the algorithms, that's not really uh, what people are doing. Mm. See, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, man, Don. Algorithm, remember Space Jam? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Al- algae rhythm, right? Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, oh, man. Was that the same? Those that, that was Space Jam too, right? Yeah, Space Jam. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, none cheated, played it. Uh-huh. I, I would, a lot of people say they didn't like it, but I understand the whole perspective of that. Yeah, and, I I, and but what you say, I usually don't say you know the mission statement of everything culture on the makings of you, mm-hmm. but the conversation I have, you know, it, what we've had, it really resonates with that. Is um, it come from the words of Dr. Martin Luther King? Is mm-hmm. He believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because of segregation. Because of segregation, we have miscommunication. Mm. So the goal of yeah, the goal of everything culture to have a platform built off the pillars of respect, communication, and consistency so we can get to know each other, so we can love mm-hmm. one another. So, man, brother, I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you. I love yeah. you, man. Like, when I tell you, <laughs> thank y'all for, man, they came and visited us. All the way from Tyler, the wife and I, the Drakes. <laughs> and, you know, it's always a pleasure to spend time with the Asbells. We've been rocking yeah, yeah, for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had a great weekend. And we, you know, looking forward to coming back for the holidays, them coming back up here. But Southern you know, hospitality in Washington. You know, it's part of <laughs> us, man. That's our culture, baby. You know, we can't, we can't change it if we wanted to, man. Mm-hmm. And we love it. We appreciate y'all. And... This is money. You coming on the show and taking time, it means a lot as well. Oh, yeah, man. So, 
I enjoyed I enjoyed this. You know, this is memorializing people. So this is oh, great. Man. This is you. Yeah. This is something you can share with your family. This mm-hmm. something you can pass down. You know, and what what you're doing right here, I, I guarantee you a lot of people need to hear it. So, man, shout out to you. Shout out to you know from Burtwell. Shout out to Hubbard. Yeah. John Tyler, uh, Tyler High now. I just call it Cujo High. Um, try to, you once again, again to U of whole H. Whole another podcast right there. Oh, man. Hey, you may need to be on that one. That may be the one you come back to. Talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things that we in our hometown of Tyler, Texas, man. You know, these are things that I, I started this podcast because so we can have these conversations so we can mm-hmm. share it with people in our hometown, the youth that may want to get out and see something different, too. Oh, yeah. And one may want to come back as well to share these experiences. So, hey, once again, thank you. I want to say thank you to all our listeners, all our viewers, mm-hmm. all of our supporters. Of course, you can. Oh, and if you're trying to be found, where can people find you, by the way? Oh, they can find me at home, loving my wife and kids. <laughs> Straight like that. Straight like that. Do you hear that? Y'all hear that, okay? But if you're trying to find us, with everything culture you can go to www.everythingculture.com you can find us on tiktok you can find us on twitter you can find us on instagram you can find us on facebook you can find us on spotify youtube apple music audible amazon google play we're all over the place but you know i always go to www.everythingculture.com and check us out there but hey i want to say thank you again to everyone i want to say peace love blessings and we'll see you on the next one